0: Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 97. (laughs) All right, what a week. I'm a public market investor, or I used to be, so let me try to use the language of the market (laughs) to explain what last week was like. And by the way, I'm recording this on the 15th of March. Monday, the market was down 8 percent. And then on Tuesday it was up 5%. On Wednesday down 5%. On Thursday down 10%. Friday up 9%. That is insane. <laughs> That's a market designed to drive you insane. And lately, you know, it's felt like the whole world has been trying to drive us crazy. I mean, just for myself, every, every scratchy swallow feels like coronavirus. And all the news has been bad. So much news. <laughs> Too much news. But for the first time, I'm starting to feel hopeful about coronavirus. Up until now... I've been filled with dread, not despair, dread, but we're starting to finally see a response. And, you know, I sort of think of the response in three levels. The first level is the government, and the second level is institutions, and the third is individuals. And institutions absolutely led the way here. And we owe an enormous debt of gratitude to every firm that banned work travel early, that implemented work from home, every event that was canceled. Because each of those cancellations snowballed. There was a domino effect. They, they cascaded. They created pressure on other companies and on other events. And I think you saw the same cascade The same domino effect at the state and local level. As gatherings were banned and as schools shut down, I think that made it easier for the next state or city to ban gatherings. It made it easier for the next school to close. And that's a really important lesson. You know, <laughs> you know, Gandhi didn't say, quote, be the change you want to see in the world, but it's still good advice because your actions can help trigger this same kind of cascade when you do the right thing. When you work from home or when you pull your kids out of school or when you practice social distancing, you do those things, you are saving lives because peer pressure works. Now, As usual, individuals were among the first to respond. And I'm thinking here of people like Nassim Taleb and Joe Norman and Yanir Baryam. And as usual, it's individuals who are among the last to respond. So I was on a flight about a week ago, coming back to Milwaukee, and the people in the row ahead were coming back from a cruise. And I asked them if they'd been nervous, given what's going on. And they said, nah, nah, we're not worried. We're not worried at all. They were cleaning the ship so well. The flu kills thousands of people every year. And then the flight attendant piped in, and he said, I'm going on a cruise next month. I got a $250 drinks credit. And then the people who had been on the cruise nodded, and they said, Yeah, they're just trying to scare us. Just trying to scare us. I've been thinking a lot about two ideas this week. And the first idea is this peer pressure I mentioned that starts the domino effect regarding institutions and individuals. How we all have a responsibility to do the right thing, not for ourselves, but to help others. It's like when I hear a young person bragging about how the coronavirus is just a bad flu. Well, maybe it's a bad flu for them. But what if they catch it, and then they pass it on to a 65-year-old who dies? Their carelessness killed someone. So carelessness needs to be condemned and avoided. And anyways, <laughs> anyways who wants to catch coronavirus, even if it is just a bad flu, I I hate the flu. I will gladly stay inside for a month not to catch the flu. And, you know, we don't even know yet what the consequences of coronavirus are. It may ruin your lungs. It may attack your nervous system. And even today, there are people going out to bars and restaurants, and that Carelessness in the face of uncertainty is a great way to get yourself hurt or killed or someone else killed. And I can hear you say, oh, Matt, you're just trying to scare us. Well, partially, yeah, I am because, you know, peer pressure. But also because of the second idea I've been thinking about. And it's this. Why... Are we so proud to be emotionless? Emotionless. If a lion jumps out at you, I hope you don't sit there and say, that lion is just trying to scare me. I hope it scares you. I hope you leap to your feet and start running because you're afraid. When did we start thinking it was cool to be cold, robotic? the proper response to danger is fear. Fear makes you act. Action is how you resolve the fear. Instead, today, we try to deny fear. We say it's a bad thing. We try to ignore it or dispel it. But if you're in danger, not being afraid is stupid. It's it's suicidal. Fear is healthy. It's telling us to do something. Just Just like hunger is healthy because it's our bodies telling us to eat something. Don't fight the feedback of your body. Listen to it. When I have a hard time falling asleep, often it's because there's a problem bugging me. There's something I'm afraid of or anxious about. There's a problem that needs my attention. And the fear or the anxiety is my body telling me to pay attention. When this happens, the best way I know of to get to sleep is to solve the problem. Come up with a plan, a plan of attack, how to act, what I will do. And if my body agrees with my plan, I go to sleep. And if it's a shit plan, I can't. My body doesn't lay off. It keeps poking at me (laughs) to come up with a better plan look something i've resolved to do something i'm trying to do at least is listen to my body better my body is pretty smart when there's something wrong it tells me through through pain or fear or anxiety those aren't bad things they're signals they're they're tools they're useful they're calls to action Apparently, there are people who literally cannot feel pain. And you know what? They die young because they touch hot stoves and they just keep their hand on the stove. So at a very fundamental level, I think I need to get in sync with my body. I need to align myself with reality. Think of a record player where reality is the record and you are the stylus, the, the needle, if you're out of sync, if you're, I don't know, if you're stuck in the past or if you're distracted by the future, the record will skip. <laughs> it'll, it'll scratch. Only by being present, only by paying attention now can we connect cleanly to the record, to, to reality. And then the record will play cleanly. I know this sounds a little woo-woo, but I truly believe that when we're in sync with reality, the universe becomes friendly. And then we can act properly. The things that we naturally do in that state will be the correct action. That's all I got this week. Stay inside and I will catch you later.